Hey everybody, welcome back. Hi. Back for more. We've got uh, the third episode in the I am statements that we're going through in John. And right now I just want to take a quick moment and I want you to close your eyes unless you know, you're driving or you're running or something like that. But if you're just... Should I be closing my eyes while we're doing a podcast? Uh, you can. You don't have to see okay. anything, do you? <laughs> so <clears throat> take, take a second, close your eyes. And then I want you to keep them closed. And then now I want you to try to remember your surroundings. So what room are you sitting in? And what, uh, what does it look like? And then try to use your other senses as far as like, what can you hear? You know, are there noises going on around you? Um, and what if that was the last time? What if this right now when your eyes are closed, what's that? what if this was the last time you were able to see? Like you can't see anymore and now you're just completely blind and this is the last memory you have. Like, And then the other question would be like, how long would you willingly keep your eyes closed? Like how long would this be comfortable for you? Could you keep them closed for the rest of us talking? Um, Think about that for a second and uh, recognize how important the light is to like to what's going on around you and how you live your life. Like the function as a human. Right. Yeah. yeah. So last time we talked about uh, Jesus, Jesus's I am statement of I am the bread of life. And we uh, we discussed that bread and food was not necessarily a regular thing. It wasn't uh, as much as a commodity back then where you can go to the store and you can grab stuff off the shelf that you need. But um, he wanted, um, Jesus wanted himself to be steady for them. And uh, he wanted to be desired to them just like they desired bread and they followed him for bread. Um, and then Jesus was better than what they thought the manna was for their fathers. They were really excited that God, the stories about God sending down bread from heaven and uh, infiltrating their entire camp, and it was sufficient for them. And Jesus said, yeah, it was, but they still died. But I am the bread of life, and I'm the bread that leads to life. And so he was equating himself as better than what was provided to their fathers back then. Um, he also set himself up as the bread of life and not just a bread of life. He was very specific in that people needed him and he needed to be the bread for them as life itself. Um, and that was very difficult for people because they had this concept of what they wanted Jesus to be. And they wanted him as a political ruler to take back over their state for them. But uh, he was he was more interested in their in their lives, you know. Them. And so people started to not be uncomfortable with what he was talking about, and uh, just wanted to reach out today too and say like some of these may be odd that we're being so specific of Jesus is the bread of life and he's the way to life and now we're talking about he's the light of the world so this journey uh the reason we're doing this is the same reason that john says that he's doing this is that he wants to show and we jeff and i both want to show you that jesus is worthy enough to believe in and uh he's he's the way to this life and this is what the, his i am statements we're talking about so maybe these uh, sayings are kind of hard and uh 
talking about bread, maybe the, it takes a little bit to swallow them a bit or chew on them a bit. So take that knowledge with you and, uh, and know that this, he's always inviting you. He's, he's asking you to kind of deal with hard sayings and then, and, but just keep trusting in him and move forward in, uh, what he says he is. And so today we're talking about the I am statement in John uh, 8, 12, and then also John 9, 5. Uh, the I am statement, I am the light of the world. Um, and I'm going to kind of ask Jeff a couple questions and see what he has to say about this. But what does, what does the concept of light mean to the ancient Israelite compared to us? Like, what what was what what was their definition of light and what excited them about light? There's maybe not as much as you would think between an ancient's concept and our concept. The, the technology is maybe a little bit different. And what I mean by that is what we would consider the functionality of light. Maybe we don't think about it as much. Okay. But you you need you need light to be able to do things. And that was the same then as it is now. Like, there's different forms of artificial light. There's lamps now, electricity going through lamp light. There's those sorts of things. And for them, it was maybe more f a fire or candles giving light. But a lot of it depended on you did stuff during the day. Okay. You worked during the day or you traveled usually during the day. So maybe what was their access to light? Like we think, when I think of our access to light, it is constant. We are constantly bom yes. being bombarded with daytime for sure, you know, opening up windows and you always want a house that has a lot of windows so that a lot of light can come in so you don't have to rely on artificial light. But if you walked into a building and there was no light switch, you know, like... I can't, go I, to sleep. I can't even imagine, you know, like it would, it would seem ridiculous, you know, to walk into a building that wasn't, you know, yeah. run with electricity and had lights everywhere that you could turn a light switch on. Right. So what was their access to light? Well, I mean, it would be something, it was more dependent on, I mean, their infrastructure would have been more of, you needed oil to light a lamp. So okay. depending on how much oil maybe you had for within your home to be able to um, to be able to do that uh, so okay. I mean in that sense like it's again if you don't pay your bills your your electric bills and you flip the light switch and it's not going to turn on so okay. it's, it's, there's some similarities but yeah um, there's I kind of feel like today maybe there's a little bit more it's more plentiful light is to have access to light switches right. or even our screens right now access to phones and like or tvs that all have light to so, be on so yeah. what about the concept of taking it for granted um we like i said we we pretty much assume that if we're going to walk into a building that's still going you know that's still manned it's not abandoned but if we walk into a building we're pretty sure that we're going to find a light switch as soon as we walk in and we'd kind of take it for granted maybe it's like i flip on the light switch you know and 99.99999 percent of the time that we do that a light flips on you know right so did they did i feel like i take light for granted a lot in in my life did they feel that way 
or was it more precious to them? I think it was more precious to them. Uh, I mean, if you're dependent on to do your job, you had a limited amount of time, like however long the sun was up to be able to get your work done. You're almost kind of operating on the terms of the sun. Or if you're traveling, most of the time you travel during the day versus night because it was cooler or safer to go at, uh, or not cooler, it's cooler at night, uh, but it's safer. It's cool to see. (laughs) It's cool to see (laughs) and to know where you're going. And we take advantage of, uh, um, I mean, today you can travel at night because your car has headlights. There's some sort of artificial light that's helping you. And that's where something maybe it's a little bit different to where we kind of take for granted access to, we have a lot more technology that gives us artificial light to navigate and do some more things at night versus probably what they, but they also probably got more sleep because they just went to bed when (laughs) the sun goes down, you know, so. Okay. In, so in John chapter eight, the first time that he makes this, I am, it's the first time he makes this, I am statement, right? In John chapter eight, verse 12, he says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Um, talk a little bit about why he would make this statement when he did. Yeah. So he's, <clears throat> things are building. So, I mean, he's, this is the first time he shared that I am the light, like using it connected him self with the I am statement. Other parts within John, the narrator himself, he describes Jesus. He's the light. Like you think of uh, John 1, verses 4 through 9, or John 3, 19 through 21. Um, And right now, it's interesting that he's bringing up I am the light of the world. Because another aspect of light that we haven't talked about is the, the illuminating nature of light. Like when you flip on the light switch, it makes... The hidden things aren't hidden anymore. There's a reality now. Like it's it's it shows us. It's revealing. Okay. And as we talked about in the last time, within the bread of life, things are ratcheting up a little bit. Of like, what are you going to do about Jesus? How do you? There's people who are. You're noticing even as he's interacting with the crowds. There's some who are like, man, this guy. There's something different about him. He's amazing, and other people are starting to sharpen their pitchforks. Already. Already, or literally. Um, and so there's almost that... He's, he's making a little bit of a controversial statement, too, of like, I am the light of the world, and I'm the one who's almost flipping on the light switch and revealing where you are at as as a human being and also your relationship with the God of the universe. Because in other moments so far, he's contrasted those who are attracted to the light and the other ones who want to just kind of stay in the dark because he brings up the point of we like to... to um, we like our evil deeds. We like to hold on to them and kind of remain in the dark to where nobody else knows, and he's the one who's kind of coming along 
end. So is he making so is he making the statement like in John eight twelve? He said, I'm the light of the world. And then he says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Is he, is he basically saying, you're walking in darkness you're, now? Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. And I mean, the whole setup for this, like at the beginning, before he makes that statement in 8.12, and then afterwards, things are kind of intensifying. Even in the beginning of chapter 7, as... It says in the beginning of chapter 7 that he doesn't want to go to Judea yet, step forward into Judea, because it's too intense right now. And he sends his disciples to go to the feast. Right. And eventually he kind of sneaks in, kind of subtly enters in, and then he ends up <laughs> like going being there very anyway. loud and share, yeah, and going there and share like and Real, sharing what we're talking about right now. Real subtle Jesus. Right. <laughs> but that's what he's... Um, that's what's happening right now. I mean, he's, 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 I mean, I think that image of him just kind of, he's turning on the light switch okay. on their lives and letting them know like, hey, this is, you guys are walking in darkness. So what's interesting is trying to draw correlations even between the last I am the bread of the, I am, I am the bread of life statement and now I am the light of the world statement. He seems to be drawing upon things that we depend on and um and initially i thought maybe like there were deficiencies but it's not so much a deficiency it's just these are the things that we need you know to to carry out to carry out our mm -hmm. our lives i mean we look at we look at blind people today you know and someone that's uh you know completely blind they can still function in our world you know what I mean? They they have they have dogs that can help them. They have walking sticks that can help them. It's it's sure. difficult, more difficult than us. But what was an option for someone who was blind back then? I don't. I mean, that's almost kind of the point when you enter, like after the "I am the light" statement, and you have chapter nine, the story with the the blind man. Right. That's one of the neat contrasts. Is that he's open, like he wants to be out of the darkness like he wants do you think light, it's like to be given so he can sit like so he can see and function do you think it's his goal to bring both of these to light do you think it's his goal to say you're in darkness but don't worry about it i've got this yeah yep yes to all of that all right are there, are there any Old Testament hyperlinks, kind of like we saw with him talking about I am the bread of life uh, and referring back to the manna in the desert? Well, now what he's talking about, I am the light of the world, do, are there any Old Testament hyperlinks that people are like, oh, he's, he's, I know what he's doing. He's referring back to, like, are there any, is there anything like that? I mean, you think about light, just think about light for a second, even within the beginning pages of Genesis. It's the first day that this is the first day light. Like the importance of light. And for as God's creating a world, a functioning world for humans to thrive and to flourish as co-partners with him, like that's... Let's put the first things first. Let's put the first, yeah. Let's get light into the picture to get life going, you know? 
like just think okay. about the magnitude of light within that world. Gotcha. And as as everything was wild and waste in the beginning, like to get function and order, the first thing is light. <clears throat> and Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world to get recreation going. Gotcha. Um, I mean, that's how the beginning chapter of John that borrows heavily on oh, right. Genesis 2, like the beginning pages of, of Genesis 2. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was life, and the light of the world came. And so I mean, he's drawing heavily on kind of these themes from, yeah, from so, early pages of Genesis. So if you, if you turn to John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through Him, creation, right there. He created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. And the Word gave, gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. Yeah. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So John's got a pretty good idea of what he's what the point he's trying to get across right right um so in john 9 uh verse 4 um he they were asking him the question about the blind man it says mm -hmm. a rabbi his disciples asked him why was this man born blind was it because of his own sins or his parents sins and jesus says it was not because of his sins or his parents sins this happened so the power of god could be seen in him and then he says in verse 4, he says, We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. Mm -hmm. So how does that fit in with the concept that Jesus is light in the world? That, he's been sent to, that we have been sent to carry out tasks, that the night is coming soon, and that no one can work when night comes. How does that fit in with his statement of I am the light of the world? So he's the light. So just like he's the bread. Uh, Definitive. Definitively, yeah. Uh, and so he's, and this is the theme of John 2, he's God fully revealed. Like God's full revelation of who he is within the world. The word became flesh. Like he's from, comes, he's from the bosom of the father. There's father, son, like, <laughs> the two two people of the Trinity right now, and he's giving a full revelation. Like he's it. Uh, he's it, right? And he's with them right now. Okay. And it's almost. <clears throat> I mean, the best comparison in my head is almost like it's the noonday blazing sun, S-U-N sun, is happening right now. Is in the world right now. Um, it doesn't mean. Because in other spots, not in John that I can think of off the top of my head, but I mean Matthew 5.14, you're the light. Like, you're many lights, okay. small L lights within the, within the world. And we are light because? Because he is, yeah. Gotcha. And so that's what I think of, of when it's almost like, hey, let's take advantage. There's full, it's not cloudy, it's just a full sun right now before us. Okay. Bit, like, so let's get to work kind of thing. Um, yeah. Kind of like a beacon, maybe? 
do you think like i guess the way that i see it is jesus jesus is this like spotlight and it's showing like way up in the sky and like anyone in the city can see when a spotlight is lit you know you call up yeah. for batman and it's like oh there's there's a huge light and i can find the source and then and then it seems like he left the world but he didn't leave it he didn't leave us deficient he sent his spirit yeah and is that where the tongues of fire come from i mean is that is that light sure. maybe yeah, I mean, light i mean there's the gift of the spirit i mean he gives a lot of different illustrations to try to get at like he's the fill in the blank and then we're the little mini the little versions of gotcha. of it too and so we are the we are the this little light of minds that are walking around and right okay yeah anyway so as far as as far as wrapping up goes jesus again is making a definitive statement that he is not he's not a light he is the light um and is it i think it's important to recognize what did, what did, what were their thoughts when jesus said i'm the light of the world as opposed to like i'm a light in jerusalem he's not a tribal deity like he's not just the god of the jews or of the people of palestine he's the god of the whole world okay um yeah i mean that's the big big thing of he's yeah he's the light of the whole world it's always meant to be it was always meant to be that way gotcha yeah cool um Okay, so just to wrap up, I think it's important to recognize that, uh, again, Jesus calls us into this relationship over and over and over again. He's there to illuminate the darkness, and sometimes sometimes the light's pretty blinding, you know? Sometimes it takes us a second when you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, I, just need, I just need a little bit of light, yeah. you know? And, I'll, okay, I'll take a little bit more, because it, I, can, I can now process things that are going on, and... And so, and so I think, uh, I think it's important to recognize that he is the light that helps us see in the darkness. So any other yeah. final? That's all I got. All right. Protein shake. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys for listening in. We will see you in a couple days, hopefully. And if you have any questions, let us know and we'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye.